in the previous episode, we spoke about corruption in our daily lives. And we had some insight from members of the youth about their thoughts on what corruption has done and if it is even possible to change the culture of corruption. We also heard some insight about why the youth should get involved in the fight against corruption. In this episode, we explore ways in which corruption can be eradicated as we get insight from Corruption Watch researchers and journalists. Welcome to the Youth Focus Podcast. I am Lisedi, your host. third episode, we speak about ways to approach the eradication of corruption and we learn more about the role whistleblowers play in fighting corruption. A whistleblower is, according to the United Nations Convention Against Corruption, any person who reports in good faith and on reasonable grounds to the competent authorities any facts concerning offences established in accordance with this convention. These include reports of bribery, embezzlement, misappropriation of resources, and money laundering, to name a few. Whistleblowing is encouraged in the fight against corruption to expose wrongdoing and seek accountability. And many anti-corruption organizations such as Corruption Watch utilize these whistleblower reports to not only investigate and report on cases of corruption, but also to use these reports to identify corruption hotspots and ways to reduce its hold and eliminate possibilities for corruption. Malusi Ngala, a senior researcher at Corruption Watch, speaks about what it means to be a whistleblower and expands on the role that whistleblowers play in our society. It's a responsibility that not too many people welcome because mainly of South Africa's history of whistleblowing or being informants and because we are living in a society that is perceived to be highly corrupt and speaking out is not something that people feel comfortable with because the powers that be tend to abuse the people that blow the whistle. To be a whistleblower, it's a courageous thing, it's a brave thing and in my own personal view it's a form of activism. And how do you support them? We give them a platform where they can report incidents of corruption. We then will refer some of the matters to some of our stakeholders, people that we form relationships with, be it in government or the private sector or other social justice organizations. Some of their stories we will tell in our media work. We will write research reports about it and we will also conduct community engagement where we tap into those experiences to change people's attitudes and behaviors. So the accounts that whistleblowers provide, as much as people would like 
to have their matters individually resolved. And that's not to say that you don't have those instances, but by and large, they go a long way in changing social behaviors, in changing policy, and changing how people approach the fight against corruption. And that is very, very important. There is law, such as the Protected Disclosures Act, PDA, which mainly protects employees. What would happen in that respect, other legal frameworks and instruments are supposed to kick in that will lead to the protection of people. But this is part of the battle that we are fighting, that amendments need to be done to whistleblower acts and just the security of whistleblowers because as things currently stand, whistleblowers do not feel safe and they're not safe enough given what happened to whistleblowers over the last 10 to 15 years. But it's a historical problem, it's a systemic problem that we have and it's one that we have to approach with care and with diligence and with bravery. To highlight the importance of whistleblowing, this is how Transparency International talks about it. Has there ever been a time when the value of whistleblowers has been so clear to society on such a global scale? As the international COVID crisis has shown, the brave actions of a few can prevent harm to many. Recently, courageous individuals from the healthcare sector have resolutely voiced their concerns about the lack of personal protective equipment and testing available. And those in the healthcare sector have bravely spoken up to protect vulnerable individuals who are not receiving the support that they need. Transparency International also reported that more than 40 international organizations have signed a plea to all public authorities and institutions to protect those who report or expose the harms, abuses and serious wrongdoing that were revealed during the period of crisis caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Whistleblowers do indeed deserve better protection because they are ordinary people who come from all corners of society and they try their very best to expose corruption, put a stop to it and ultimately to make the world a fairer place to live in. Whistleblowers are activists who encourage transparency and honesty in South Africa and all over the world. Reporting corruption is not enough. We also need to strategize about ways to eradicate the culture of corruption. Remember Mwepeng? This time around, she speaks about how to eradicate corruption in relation to the Zondo Commission. The Zondo Commission makes recommendations that seem unattainable. But when you look at the reasoning behind making such recommendations as the restructuring of the public procurement system in government. A very common theme across the Zondo reports has been that when you remove members of the executive, your cabinet ministers and them from decision-making powers in terms of procurement, then you leave it in that independent state that it was always supposed to have. When you look at those recommendations that we needed that pause moment because no one else besides the commission 
was going to force that on us as a society. He's been criticized for some of the recommendations being way too unrealistic and too idealistic and not being manageable and who's going to carry out those proposed plans. At the core of the issues that we're dealing with in the country, Lissedi, is the fact that government has money that it keeps in its coffers for the delivery of services. The issue with corruption is that there are people who believe they have a stake in what's in the public purse. Once we relook the legislation that protects that purse and we make it such that it's not too rigid as the Public Finance Management Act has been criticized for being over the years, but also not too fluid. Once we professionalize the function of government, a lot of other things will fall into place. The Commission of Inquiry into State Capture, also known as the Zonda Commission, is a public commission that was established in January 2018 by former President Jacob Zuma to investigate allegations of state capture, corruption and fraud in South Africa's public sector. Clearly, there is a need for a range of mechanisms to prevent corruption and its consequences, particularly where the abuse of resources and power is concerned. One of the initiatives developed by Corruption Watch is something called the VESA tool, which is, in direct translation, to show or expose corruption through the use of this tool that will also hold police officers accountable. Let's hear from Zwandile Banjatwa, who works in the stakeholder department and is responsible for community campaigns about the VESA tool and its purpose. This is a very important tool that we have developed in 2018 it was launched in 2021. The tool comes as a result of the high number of reports that we are getting from the SAPS. People can report on the tool. When reporting, there's a geolocation feature there which assists us in determining where the actual report comes from. So we're able to see which area is affected uh, by police corruption. Members of the public can have access to very important information like where their police station is, the resources that are in their police station and it also looks at the population which the police station actually serves. In that way you are then able to compare your own police station with other police station to see whether or not the resources that are allocated to your police station are sufficient enough. But this is not a tool only about corruption within the SAPS. It's also meant to highlight police officers who are doing great work uh, so people can nominate a good police officer who goes beyond the call of duty. And they can also rate their police station based on the level of professionalism. The visit tool is a powerful way to involve the public in exposing and ultimately eradicating the culture of corruption in the police service, while also providing an opportunity to applaud ethical police officers who do their work justly without being influenced by corruption. Here is Kavisha with more information about the VESA tool. The VESA tool was designed for the purposes of promoting transparency and helping to reduce the imbalance of power. 
And our hypothesis around that tool was that if we gave people enough information, they would be able to act on that information in terms of holding their police accountable and demanding better policing services. I don't think the VESA tool in of itself would put an end to corruption. I don't think any data tool that Corruption Watch has developed or other organizations have developed would be the silver bullet to ending corruption. All of these are tools that will help to highlight, to expose, to educate. But in terms of preventative measures, it requires systemic change. And systemic change is achievable through an amendment of laws and legislations and introduction of policies. But systemic change is also a culture and behavior thing as well. So if everybody who is running procurement commits to doing procurement in an open, transparent and ethical way, you could then prevent corruption. For more information, go to www.veza.org.za. Communities around the world have the necessary tools and access to the right information to promote transparency and fight corruption. Examples include the Organized Crime and Corruption Reporting Project, known as the OCCRP, Open Corporates, and My Society as organizations who've used technology to prevent, detect, and deter corruption. Another is the Trade Route Incident Mapping Systems, TRIMS, in Nigeria. A crowd-sourced whistleblowing system allowing truckers and small traders stuck at border checkpoints to report corrupt officials using a mobile phone. And lastly, there is the Corruption Watch Procurement Watch tool that shares procurement data from Treasury relating to deviations, expansions and blacklisted suppliers regarding government contracts in South Africa. So let us work together to build a sustainable nation where equality and peace are ingrained in our society. Remember to visit the website at www.corruptionwatch.org.za Hashtag, my hands are clean.